Hey everyone, welcome to the Life Unplugged podcast. This is James and Terry Kraft coming to you from sunny Southern California. Are you looking for an opportunity to join the discussion with two people who have traveled the real and vulnerable road of marriage recovery, ministry, family life, and leadership? Well, our hope is for you to journey with us through each episode into a discovery of what it means to live a faith-filled life in an honest, authentic, and unhindered way. So we encourage you to set aside life's distractions and stresses and get comfortable with us as we discuss Life Unplugged. Hi, this is James and Terry Kraft back here at the Life Unplugged podcast. And we're so thankful to be together together. Today we have a special guest that we're going to introduce here in a moment. And I know that uh, many of us are listening to this podcast right now thinking, gosh, our world is just kind of going crazy uh, of all the different challenges and with the virus that's going with uh, the coronavirus. And, you know, sometimes when we work through these challenges, you know, there's a piece that we have to really rely upon when we talk about this is where the peace comes from our Father in heaven. And so I think it's a time that we just need to step back and and to be able to look at different circumstances and situations that we're in and say, hey, we need to call an audible and we need to learn new tools and be able to be able to go forward. And today we're going to talk about some tools that we have to help with a lot of you that have had to change your way of life and how you do things at home. And so we're really excited about this podcast and our special guest that we get to have with us today. <laughs> well, we are so excited and, and we have the privilege of... Um, just hearing from a dear friend and and also just being so enlightened by her journey uh, through not only professionally, but um, homeschooling as well. Um, Uilani Cordero is um, just such a wonderful person. And, and those of you who know her know what I'm, I'm talking about. But we're going to be talking today about how we can, as parents, really hone in on this time when we're, we're kind of faced with homeschooling, even though none of us, um, or a lot of us really haven't been trained in this area. Um, and Uiz has journeyed in, in the homeschooling, um, arena for some time. And I loved, she put some really great stuff on, um, social media and I called her right away and said, you've got to share this. So I am so excited today. Uwe, what I want you to do first of all is just um, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, um, some of your experience, and then also kind of what you're doing. I love you were just telling telling me about what you're doing with um, the university and just just kind of a little background. And then we're looking for some great tips. So um, welcome, Uwe. Yes, it's good to have you here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. It is so good to be with you both. I have so much love and respect for you. And I am so humbled that you would invite me on to talk a little bit about just some of the things that I've learned along the way, especially Mm. um, when it comes to the area of homeschooling and how to manage your family in the midst of all that you have going on. Mm -hmm. So just a little bit about me. Um, I'm a mom of three. They're not so little anymore. Like we were <laughs> sharing earlier, my kids are 10, 8, and 6. And so that's a fifth grader, a second grader, and a kindergartner. And um, we are in the midst of not just homeschooling full-time, but we live on a farm. And so <laughs> a lot of cool. animals and in our family, a lot of farm work. But I also work part-time at our church Bible college here in Oregon. I 
serve alongside my husband in ministry as we're planting a church. And also I own my own home-based business on the side as well. And so I understand the dynamic of having a lot of balls in the air to juggle. Mm -hmm. And um, if I could do anything um, to help anybody with some form of encouragement, probably more from what not to do that I've learned along (laughs) the way, um, or just what to do that I've learned from others who have gone before me, who've done it so well. Mm -hmm. Um, I am just so excited to be here. Oh, well, it's so you. good to have you here with us. I, I think the last time we've seen each other was when we all lived in Hawaii, wasn't it? Yeah, ago? it's been a while. <laughs> so yeah. it's so good to be able to connect with you here. Yes, yes. Absolutely. And really, um, I love the fact that you, first of all, that you have a heart for people because you, you really, you care, you know, and you care that, that a lot of us are finding ourselves in, in this situation. Now, my kids are a little older, so we, you know, we're, we're kind of in that um, – you know, eighth grade through high school. So they're kind of self, self-contained. self um, mm-hmm. But I think that, that some of the things that you said were really great for everyone. So, so those of us who are finding ourselves now um, kind of schooling at home, mm-hmm. um, you know, what are some basic things that, that are, are, you know, things maybe you've learned or things that you say, hey, don't do it the way I did it, uh, you know, at the beginning? <laughs> what are some of those things that, that really kind of stood out to you that might be helpful? Yeah. um, Well, I think, you know, just basically like you're saying, everybody's circumstance is so different. There are some people who are single parents. There are some people who have tons of kids. There are some people who have, you know, um, kids who are more self-directed and some of us who have littles and we're all right now in the same boat. Mm -hmm. And I was like, welcome to the homeschool life. Like, welcome to the jungle. You know, (laughs) um, whether you chose it or not, it chose you. And so, you know, it's so, um, it's something where there's not a one size fits all. There's not like, I know for me, I would love just, Hey, step one, two, and three and there's Mm -hmm. your recipe for success. Mm -hmm. But with this, I think um, if I could just encourage people in a couple of things that might be pretty general, just so then hopefully people Mm -hmm. find something that they can take out of this. But I think the biggest thing for me that I've learned along the way, and this relates to, I think, all of us and how we do everything. But sometimes when it comes to our own, you know, children and their education, and because it's by default done, outside of the home by other people who are phenomenal at it. Um, Now that we find ourselves doing it, I think the biggest thing that I'm thinking about right now, being that we're facing this historic world event, really, Mm -hmm. like when we do history and I talk about, you know, world events with my children and we do a lot of classical learning, um, you know, with historic events, I'm like, this is going to be a historic world event. And we are in the midst of it right now. We're in the midst of history in the making that's going to be written about and talked about for generations to come. And the first thing that comes to my mind in all of this is now that we're facing this, how are we going to write what our version of this historic event is going to be for our family? How do we want our story to look in this chapter? Mm -hmm. You know, did we just survive it or did we thrive? Were we selfish or were we selfless? Like, you know, are we going to rise up or shrink back in fear? Were we going to be a part of the problem or are we going to be ones that find solution and bring hope? How do we want to remember this time? And to know that 
just the homeschool portion of this is a huge opportunity to unite together with our children and our family members to say, how do we want to be remembered and how do we want to remember this time? You know, there's so much that's out of our control. We don't know how long our kids are going to be out of school. We don't know from day to day what life is going to look like. But what I do know, and I heard a great quote by my father-in-law and who, who often says, you know, God will determine the length of the season, but we get to determine the depth. So oh, how deep are we going to go? Yeah. Right? Like how deep? Because we have no control over the mandates or the quarantine times or the length of this virus. Mm. But what are we going to get out of that? And that, I think, for me, is driving my perspective and really engineering my vision. Because even for myself, with what I'm facing, I'm having to rethink what homeschool looks like on a daily basis for my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, so good. You know what that sounds like to me is it gives our kids and our family purpose, you know, in this environment. It's like, wait, wait a second. What are we going to make out of this? You know, and we're not in this by accident. You know, there's a reason why we're here. And uh, if our kids can have purpose in this and have that it's long term vision. God, it changes everything. It's a great perspective. Yes, I love that. And actually, for any of our listeners here who, who, you know, maybe don't have kids at home and you're thinking, I don't even know why I'm listening to this, you know, because that was so profound because it's it's really that really kind of transcends a lot. And it's like, who am I in the situations that I am faced with or, you know, circumstantial, but who am I in it? Wow, that's right. so good. And it's so good for us to teach our kids that no matter what you're in, you know, that you have a choice when you wake up in the morning. What is this yes. going to look like? You know, and I love the fact that you mentioned even, are we going to be selfish? Are we going to share? Are we going to, are we going to be people of prayer? Um, yes. And, you know, that's such a great, great, you know, perspective. Thank you so yeah. much. Right. And kind of what you were saying, James, you know, like where God wasn't surprised by all of this, you know, he knows exactly what we're going through. So knowing that even though we didn't choose to homeschool our kids, he knew that this season was coming. And so knowing that if he's called us to it, which I mean, these are our children. So we are their greatest teachers anyway. And we are just chosen by the Lord from the moment they were conceived to be their their example and their their primary teacher and model in life. So knowing that we are anointed and chosen and we are able because God is equipping us to do this, that we shouldn't shrink back or look at it as an inconvenience that we just have to survive, mm-hmm. but looking at it again with that vision of how are we going to come through this and what is the purpose that God has in this time? And then from there, I would encourage everybody because this is what I'm doing with my husband now and with you know my children is what is our vision of what we want our family to look like and what does homeschool even look like within that vision for mm-hmm. such a time as this? Mm-hmm. And so starting with that vision and starting with the why behind what we're doing versus, okay, we're stuck with this. We just have to figure it out and get through it and with this packet that they're sending home and, and all like how are we going to keep ourselves busy? I think instead of starting with the what, if we start with the and we come from a place of abundance where, hey, let's let's figure out what the vision is for our family in this Mm. and 
in somewhere in there, homeschool will be a big part of it because that's our children's, um, you know, that's their, their responsibility right now. They want to grow in wisdom and they want to grow in knowledge and we're going to be part of that shaping. So what is our vision for that? What are going to be the values that are most important that we're going to guard together as a family? You know, um, what kind of culture are we going to set and guard in our home? And then what goals are going to, you know, are we going to have to set daily to keep those things in place together? Because now we're all in super close quarters. Yeah. And so, you know, we <laughs> might have to like get get some popcorn, make it a fun thing, you know, like get the kids, the family together, get a get like a drawing pad and, you know, just maybe get some popcorn out and just say, hey, like this is a great chance for us. I mean, to start new in this season and and what are some values that we want to have happen in our home? What are most important to us as a family so we can be a blessing, so we mm-hmm. can be selfless, so we can rise up and then let them shout out and you shout out the things that are important to you. Everybody gets a turn, you know, nobody's going to put it down, your thing down, but my, maybe some of them say, we want it to be fun. Okay, great, fun, you know, and then you can put in there, we need to be respectful and you know, yeah, you can put great. respectful on there. And then, you know, what kind of culture do we want in our home? Because I can guarantee you, you guarantee you your children want the same things that you want they want to be respected they want to be heard they want to be listened to and loved and you know theirs might be a little different than yours the way it looks played out but I think we all want the same things Mm -hmm. we want grace we want to be encouraged and we want to come through this because I can tell, I can promise you this as much as you're stressed out about this time, they're equally in their own way, um, feeling the weight of all of this. They're Mm -hmm. hearing the conversations without all of the life experience to process it. So, you know, knowing where our kids are and what they need, I think it looks a lot like what we want and need. So I think if we can get it down together and have this vision as a family and talk about it so that they're all contributors and then we all as a team are for each other and doing this together, I think it's a great place to start because then all you do is come back to the most important things Mm -hmm. every single day. That's really good. That's, I love it. That's really good. All right. I got to be honest with you. Okay. So when I was growing up, you know, you would think of those who were homeschooled, you were always jealous. Like, man, they get to sleep in. <laughs> they get to do it their way, stay in their jammies all day, you know, and it was different. So I, you had that perception, which I know it's not true, <laughs> yes. uh, but I'm going to say it out loud. Okay. So my, others <laughs> might think that. You know, so when you're looking at, because I man, when you're talking about the the purpose and the vision, and you know, having that uh, that community and culture is so good, but that's intentional. You're, I mean, you're being very yes. intentional about it. You know, is your you know with the schedule and the format and the structure system, you know, is that as intentional on your end? You think is that where success lies? Is that you know our kids mm-hmm. are. I, mean, I know how I feel, but I want to hear from you, you know, and how kids have the structure system and then they yeah. have responsibilities, you know, can you kind of speak into that as well? Right. Well, I think, um, I know every family has their own system of how things work, 
uh, as far as homeschooling goes, you know, there might be those people who sleep until 12 and start school later. And that is the beauty of it is it does not have to look like a classroom. And for myself, that was really difficult because I come from a teaching background. I taught middle school English in the public school system in Hawaii for over eight years. And so for me, I struggled not thinking about thinking that my homeschool experience had to look the same as a classroom and it doesn't so you take that pressure off of yourself to be a classroom a traditional school you know parents still have to work you know um there's a lot of responsibility that you're still carrying from jobs and careers that are now being added to by your kids being home and everyone being in the same house together and Mm -hmm. so honestly there are going to be some families where and i know for my family this is true for me keeping structure keeps my sanity Uh, and so keeping bedtimes and keeping and that's not like legalistic they're going to be there's going to be flexibility but i every morning and for the last i mean i've homeschooled for the last since my my kids were at home i've not gone back to my traditional teaching job until recently but every morning i got up at a certain time i got dressed i had my coffee and my quiet time i even did my makeup even if i wasn't gonna leave the house because for me it puts me in the mindset of professionalism and Mm -hmm. i'm not because if i'm in my yoga pants all day i just want to sit on the couch and scroll on my phone or whatever it might be so keeping a good structure will keep your sanity and for your children to kids thrive with structure and they know what's expected of them so it it minimizes the amount of nagging and correction that you have to do so even letting them get dressed if they wear a school uniform have them put it on it keeps them in that mindset of professionalism and you know expectation of you being a student right now and Mm -hmm. you know you get up and show up and you dress up and you know you approach things with excellence so that way if say school starts up again next week monday which we know it's not but what if it does they're not going to go from like waking up at 12 and now having to go back to school and they're all thrown off again Mm -hmm. so i think we serve our kids well by leading them to keep that structure in place because it's good for all of us you know we often rise to how we feel and Mm -hmm. if we our hair is unkept and we're in our pajamas, we feel sleepy. And so I think it's great to keep structure in place and appropriately, of course, because we do know everyone's circumstance is different, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that, you know, that's helpful because I know that some people would be almost like a, you know, the Gestapo, (laughs) it's militaristic, you know, on it and say, (laughs) it's going to be this way, you know, but there's some flexibility, but also there's structure, you know, and I think that is just, I think that's great insight. Because I know if they go back to school next week, the structure comes mm-hmm. right back in and they got to jump right back yeah. into the same structure that they left. Mm. That's great. Exactly. Thank you. And, you know, it, it is that goal of keeping the long term goal and, and student in mind. We're always training our kids to one day leave us and be mm-hmm. independent. And so if we continue to keep their long term good and person and responsibility in mind, we're constantly shaping that and training mm-hmm. that. And so when my when my kids one day go to college, college, I want them to get up on time. I want them to be in class on time. I want them to dress professionally and not like sloppy, you know, in their sweatpants. I want them to know those things. And so it's good to model that and to keep it at least somewhat of 
a routine that we do together and and a value, you know, it's a value that we have. Now, if it's not your value, then, hey, no judgment (laughs) at all. (laughs) This might be your time to be like, hey, we're just going to school in sweatpants. And that is perfectly fine, too. That works for you. It's not going to ruin your child. Exactly. (laughs) I love that. You know, I think there's grace there when you're saying that because what works for you, it works for you. But if it doesn't work, you have to find out what works for you and stick to it. And that's where that consistency and structure comes in. Mm -hmm. And now you find out what works for you. Yeah. And And ultimately, if that, if that structure puts more of a burden on, steals the joy and mm -hmm. makes you just miserable, then it's not worth it. You know, even with the schooling, if you put all this pressure on yourself and it makes you like your kids crying at the end of the lesson and you're yelling and you're just like not like no one's loving each other it isn't worth it they're going to remember this season not if they got the whole packet sent home done they're going to remember their relationship and their time with you and so again coming back to the most important things like the culture and the values that you hold and creating opportunities because ultimately this is a phenomenal time to bond with your kids That's create new memories and new traditions it doesn't have to look like crazy structure and routine and chores like this could just be an amazing opportunity to rethink some of those things that we do Mm -hmm. and to play together and to really connect and look in each other's eyes and just say, Hey, how are you? How are you doing? Mm -hmm. What is, you know, what's going on? Let's talk about whatever it might be. That's good. That's That's really really good. good. And I think that I'm, I'm really hearing you say that, you know, it's obviously about the, the, the priorities, the values, the structure, you know, and those are things, honestly, because we teach those as well, not only to our family, but, you know, to the clients that we have and to the marriages and families that, that we coach, you know, we always take them through values and we even, you know, we, we help them create a manifesto or a marriage manifesto. Um, and it's, it's fun when you have that as a foundation. So I'm really hearing you say to the people listening that, that this is a moment in time when we are able to, maybe if we haven't had values and a structure and some of those priorities laid out, this is a great time to do that. That's even maybe more important than, you know, doing the rote learning or, you know, the spelling and the math. Of course we need to do that, but, but what is established in our family, this could actually be something foundational that goes, that lasts, you know, through time um, and, and space. And so it's like, wow, this is, this is actually an opportunity. Like I'm hearing like, this is an opportunity you know, yes. that we've been, that we've been um, given. Um, yes. And we need to see it that way. It's kind of neat. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, you know, um, we're, we got dealt a hand of cards That's and right. we're making the best of it. And we know that for some reason, God has given us this time. And if we can look at it as a gift and just pray and just ask like, Lord, what do you want me to do mm-hmm. with my family during this time to make the most of it to, you know, squeeze every last bit of whatever you intend for us out of it, mm-hmm. you know, then I think that's a great place to constantly come back to because it will be unique for everyone and the jobs that we hold, whether, you know, we're on the front lines of this crisis, like the, mm-hmm. the healthcare workers or those working overtime and, you know, um, the, 
um, grocery industry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have so many things that are weighing on us so heavily right now that if God is not asking us to be this crazy, amazing homeschool Martha Stewart version of ourselves, then we're taking on something that's a greater burden that's not going to be ours to carry. And I think so many people are feeling that pinch and feeling this extra weight of responsibility. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, my kid is now homeschooling and I have to figure (laughs) it out. And no, hug them, play with them, you know, use what the school gives you, but keep it simple Mm -hmm. and keep your sanity because you're chosen for such a time as this and there's grace for you. But let go of those expectations that maybe I know we all might be putting on ourselves right now to do all and be all. Mm, that's, that's good. good. I that's love really that. Good. Give ourselves some grace. That's so good. Well, Uwe, can you can you give us some okay, so maybe some fun things that you that you didn't do right? Or do you have any like <laughs> f- memories of like, I don't know, something that went went wrong or or you know, I love hearing stories of of just humanity. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I could give you so many of those because I would say at least on like every other day basis, something doesn't go quite right the way I had intended it to. And it's so funny, you know, I had this one arts and crafting and Pinterest, you know, Pinterest, that's like Mm -hmm. where you feel totally inadequate about your own capability, but (laughs) you feel like you actually did something by pinning it. Yeah. Well, this one day I was like, you know, my kids, they would love this like painting with shaving cream. And, you know, I I put some shaving cream and some food dye, you know, the food coloring that I didn't think about this in the long run, but I was like, I had them painting with the colored shaving cream, like I saw on Pinterest and it was so fun. (laughs) Then they started painting themselves and my daughter just put the blue shaving cream all over herself. (laughs) Well, and then I went to go and, you know, it's art. We're mixing the colors. Like, you know, what does yellowing, you know, blue make? It's all green. And, you know, we did all this. I felt so good about myself. Then I went to go rinse them off and my daughter looked like, a smurf (laughs) and she was blue for the next two days oh my goodness i love it she was stained with all of the food coloring and it was i mean i was trying to scrub her off because we had to go to church and i mean (laughs) thankfully she was kind of small enough that she thought it was funny but i mean it's like those kind of things you know you think it's gonna go so right and you like feel so creative and yeah (laughs) and it goes like horribly wrong (laughs) I mean that is just one of the little things along the way that I learned you know that was a pin like a pinstrosity more than it was (laughs) Pinterest win that's great but it's a story you guys will always remember that that's right absolutely and you know we laugh at it and you have to keep the humor in things and you just we always talk about it and it's kind of cool that that's one of our fun things we get to laugh about together and even have pictures of it and Mm -hmm. you know we talk about that time that I turned my kids into Smurfs and I love it that is great that is great it's so fun but you know like that's the thing is things are going to get messy when life happens. You know, mm-hmm. there's that proverb that says like, you know, where the stall, the, where, where there are, the stall is messy, the, the oxen or something. What is, I'm so or, bad at remembering no like word for word, but yeah, it's yeah. Proverb, but it talks about where there's, um, there's strength in oxen, but where there are oxen, the stall is going to be messy. Yeah. Right. Like when yeah. there's life and people there, like things are going to get messy. 
Now, tell us a little bit more about that because your daughter was completely blue and <laughs> that is one of the funniest things we can hear. But you said too, is as you're talking about that where there are no oxen, the stall is clean. So this, it's going to get messy. Life is messy and, and it has to be expected. So in what you do. Absolutely. You know, my daughter walked around for two days, um, just blue like a Smurf and you know, it was, it was funny and we look back on it, we have pictures of it and that's our memories that we, you know, get to laugh about. And so I know, you know, where life is happening, your house is going to be a lot messier than normal because people yeah. are living there. Yeah. You know, there's going to be dishes in the sink because kids are eating. And I think instead of putting, you know, the burden on ourselves to keep everything clean, if we look at things as signs of life and we are thankful for the opportunity to be in a house together to have food even though they're like little hobbits trying to eat like first <laughs> breakfast second breakfast first you know snack in between yeah. you know we are so grateful that our kids are growing and that we have food to put on the table and if we look at everything as a gift and we don't define a mess as a mess but as signs of life and mm -hmm. growth and we can then give each other the grace and you know we all clean up at the end of the day it's not saying that we're going to live that way but yeah. i think a lot of the perspective we have to have in this time as we all find ourselves in the same boat is grace upon grace upon grace because what matters most are the hearts of those that god has given to us and what we do with this time and how god works in us and through us is the most important thing that we'll be able to look back on remember and tell our kids and our grandkids about how we navigated mm -hmm. this historic world event and how we rose above to be a part of the solution that God brought to bless mm -hmm. people around us. Very well said. Yeah. Thank Uwe, you. Thank you so much. I honestly, I'm feeling like fully encouraged just by hearing that insight. It's not just practical tools. It's really inspiration is that this is a time that, that we've been gifted, I think, uh, from mm -hmm. God to say, hey, we have an opportunity, you know, and what opportunity, when opportunities are like this are given to us, what do we do? Are we going to be good stewards of it, you know, and uh, utilize the time mm -hmm. or are we going to waste it? And I really hear from you is that this is the time to invest. Um, mm -hmm. that can really make a lifetime investment into our kids, but mm -hmm. also leave a legacy in everything we do. So I am really grateful for that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's encouraging. I think that we all needed to hear that today in, in whatever um, circumstance we find ourselves. Um, and Uwe, you have been so gracious to give us this message. And yeah. I really do believe it is uh, for such a time as this. And I just am so thankful that you guys are all together. And I love hearing stories of, of the kids. <laughs> and you were, you were saying is before we, we got here to them, um, having their chores out, um, you know, on the farm, on the ranch and mucking stalls and, <laughs> you know, doing all the stuff that needs to happen. Um, we are better together. That's so right. thank yes. you so much for thank being you. here today. Thank you for having yeah. me. You guys are such a blessing. Well, we are so grateful to have you here and we're thankful for everybody who joined, who joined in on this podcast and, and we have more resources. You can go to uh, livelifeunplugged.org. Uh, you can go and see all the different um, resources we have on there for your marriages and your family and so on and so forth. But we're so grateful for our special guests today and we'll be back soon with another podcast. We're going to be talking about some even cyber security and things on the internet and how it's impacting people today. And so we look forward to having you back here at Life Unplugged.
If you'd like to hear more from James and Terry, subscribe to this channel, check out their website at jamesandterrycroft.com and livelifeunplugged.org or find them on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. This podcast is made possible by the generous partnership of Rasa Flooring, Miller Waldrop Furniture, Kingdom Work Studios, and Embassy City Church.